get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. For my boy Brady, huh? Already. You, you You're know. just loving this, by the way. I don't like you just relishing in his misery right now. Listen, I'm not going to pretend like I didn't enjoy watching him struggle on Sunday. That being said, I'm not expecting it to continue this weekend. I'm here to defend you, Tom. The uh, the schedule opens up a little bit. They get the Panthers on Sunday. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to talk it over with Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus. Steve, let's bring you in on that conversation. Brady didn't look great on Sunday. I think it's going to get a little bit back towards the norm whenever they go up against that Panthers defense. What did you see from him last weekend, and how concerned should people be about his debut down in Tampa? Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at Brady's performance, and I, I didn't have the opposite feeling necessarily. I know it, was, it wasn't all smooth, but I think he played much better than the stats showed or even that the, the perception coming out of things. I, I, thought, I thought Brady was excellent on touch throws, on deep throws. He had uh, three pass interference penalties, which I usually don't like to credit to a quarterback, but all of those throws were on the money down the field. Um, I, I think where he struggled was obviously the pick six was a disaster. That was, you know, left back and inside and just bad. And I thought anytime he had to kind of reset his feet and put a little zip on the ball, he was off. He definitely had some ugly misses in there too. Um, I, I, I think it's interesting that connection with Bruce Arians, though, the downfield passing attack that Arians is known for. Brady was excellent there. But there is that little bit of discomfort within the system where you just don't have that 20 years of just second nature knowing where to go with the football no matter what you see. So I think that's where there's going to be a bit of a learning curve even for a 43-year-old quarterback. But I think overall, throwing the ball downfield, Brady looks good. It was actually the short area stuff where he was off, which is kind of uh, you know unexpected given Brady's history and how good he's he's been you know throwing accurately to all levels of the field yeah steve that's kind of where i wanted to go you talk about brady you know 43 years old but you know as well as i do like uh, i'm up there i'm 45 and i'm kind of set in my ways right and if i was to go and join another team at this point in my life learning their system and the ins and outs of what they're trying to do as well as i don't know go through a crazy training camp with a pandemic attached to it no preseason no official snaps before my debut even though i'm tom brady i think that all the different the unique steps leading up to this season has to have impacted that a little bit well i think so too i think that's why we don't need to completely overreact to week one you know brady like Brady's had bad week one games, even with the Patriots, you know, and, and gone on to win Super Bowls. So, you know, I think it's, it's too early to completely, you know, write him off or, or draw conclusions because of everything that you said. At the same time, I do think it'll be interesting. You know, Brady, he, he, you have to hold the ball a little bit longer in Bruce Arians' system. You know, there are outlets. You could throw the ball a little bit shorter if you need it. But Brady's got to hang in there and take some hits to create some of those deep shots. It'll be interesting to see how they balance that with a little bit of the quick game and the intermediate game, I think that would be, you know, what I'm looking for going forward is how many more quote unquote Brady like plays do they have? I mean, they also were just running the ball like crazy, running the ball into loaded boxes, not running play action, not really, uh, you know, creating favorable situations. 
for the quarterback, and I think they need to do a lot more of that going forward. Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus joining us here on 101 ESPN. Steve, on the other side of that game, we saw Drew Brees, and I mean, the, the score looks nice, right? They score 34 points in the game, but of course, seven of that comes off of the pick six, and a lot of that came via a couple of nice plays for them. Drew Brees was a little concerning in the way that he played to me. What did you see from him and how big of a blow is it going to be to not have Michael Thomas over the next few weeks with him being out with this high ankle sprain? Yeah, this is why we do what we do at PFF, because if you just looked at the box score and saw Brady's 78 passer rating and Drew Brees' 96.5 passer rating, you would assume Brees, even though he only had 160 yards, you would assume he played better, but he had a touchdown on a screen. He had a touchdown where Emmanuel Sanders did all the work. That's what actually made his numbers look decent. Breeze was, the, he's got the lowest completion percentage in the league right now, throwing at 10 plus yards. So I think that is a bit of a concern. I'm not, if I'm not going to overreact to Brady, I'm not going to overreact to Breeze, but you know, there were questions down the stretch last year about his ability to throw the ball down the field. And he did not yeah, answer any of those. I don't think in, in, in week one, and then you lose Michael Thomas, the guy who is the best possession receiver in the NFL I'm not using that as a knock that is you know a guy who gets open and moves the chains he had 20 more first downs than any other receiver in the league last year so um, I think it's a huge blow to a team that is loaded you know that has you know good options and having Emmanuel Sanders there to pick up the workload is is absolutely huge compared to what they've had in recent years they could figure it out Drew Brees does a nice job spreading the ball around but they're, they're just working with a you know, a, a tighter margin of error offensively because Breeze uh, doesn't put, wasn't pushing the ball down the field, seemed a little bit hesitant, and that just puts more pressure on guys getting open at the short and intermediate level. So, yeah, losing Michael Thomas, I think, could be a big blow for this offense. All right, Steve, since we're not overreacting yet after week one, I got to bring it to Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Is it time to maybe realize that Baker Mayfield – is not the guy or are we overreacting a little bit still, even though this is what his third season with the team? No, I, I'm as big of a Baker fan as there is just because there was so much, you know, good data that said, Hey, he's going to be okay. He's going to be really good coming out of college. Um, so I, you know, I don't want to overreact to one game. However, uh, the concerning part is, you know, my narrative coming into the season was, you know, last year was just such a disaster. The offense was a mess. I've never seen an offense so out of sync not just with the quarterback, but the O-line, the receivers, everything. And we saw a lot more of that in week one. And Baker just not make it, you know, open throws when he needs to. Pocket presence, still an issue. So my concern is that the same concerns from last year were still there in week one. So um, we'll see again Thursday night, uh, you know, take it on the Bengals. But, yeah, that was not, not what I expected from Baker or the offensive system. You know, they, ran, they did not, again, put the quarterback in a great position to succeed, did not use the play action the move the pocket game. I thought there were going to be more, there was going to be more quote unquote easy stuff for Baker in this new offense with uh, you know, with the, with, in the new system. And we just didn't see that yet in week one. We're talking with Steve Palazzolo of pro football focus here on one one ESPN, Steve, the game that I thought kind of went overlooked over the weekend because of how many storylines we had. And even in that time slot, uh, the saints versus bucks was Cardinals versus 49ers and the Cardinals coming up with a huge win in week one over the Niners. Did we learn more in that game, in your opinion, about the Cardinals being more of a contender maybe than some of us expected this season or about the 49ers potentially having more struggles to get back to where they were a year ago? So I think, yeah, I I think you learn more about the Cardinals. You know, my take on the 49ers was last year was awesome. They were great. I I loved that they won games in so many different ways and they, they were they were just really good all around. 
I had a really tough time thinking that they could duplicate that just because the NFC is so loaded. Their own division is loaded, as we just saw. Um, they had the best pass coverage defense in the league, which is just you just can't bank on that year to year. You can bank on great quarterback play. It's generally pretty consistent. Defense is just not consistent in the NFL. Um, and we saw that again on Sunday. And, you know, as far as roster building goes, they just kind of like remained status quo. You know, they lost a left tackle. They picked up a left tackle. They lost a wide receiver. They drafted a receiver. So um, I, I didn't have a lot of faith in the Niners getting better this year or being able to duplicate what they did. I did have a little bit. I, I, I do now have, see from the Cardinals, though, you do have Kyler Murray. And it, the thing I liked about him coming out was this, you know, his floor, I think, was high because of his rushing ability. And we saw that with the league high 91 rushing yards and that incredible run uh, for a touchdown. Um, so I think Kyler, even if he's not having the best passing game, is going to, you know, he could stumble into 70 yards on the ground or 90 yards on the ground and move the chains. And plus the DeAndre Hopkins factor, he just looks fantastic in that system. So I, I really think just those two changes, you know, Kyler in year two and DeAndre Hopkins making that passing attack all that more proficient uh, does move Arizona forward and it makes the NFC West all the more interesting. Steve, I think everybody at the start of this season was wondering who was going to challenge the Chiefs in the AFC. And we look through every division, and you kind of go back and forth. But what I saw on Sunday with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger, who's back under center, and with their defense, is this a team that could be problematic for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, I do some Pittsburgh radio every week, too, and they actually pitched it the same way. They're like, will our Steelers be, you know, that, that team? And, uh, of course I said yes, you know, I'm on Pittsburgh radio, but um, they, they have the elements, though, right? Because you saw Big Ben. He was a little off early on, but even when he's off, too, it's like he's aggressive. You know, he's going to drive the ball down the field. That offense is going to look completely different than it did last year with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges throwing the ball. So, at the very least, they have the potential for an explosive offense. And then, yeah, defensively, that front is fantastic. The defensive line, the edge rushers, and T.J. Watt, and then Bud Dupree has continued to improve. Uh, the secondary, you know, they were they were a little off compared to where they were last year, but they're, they're still solid back there with Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden. So I do think they have all the elements. They have the pieces. And if we're talking a, you know, a one-game playoff, essentially, with the Kansas City Chiefs, can the Steelers hang? Absolutely. So I think, yeah, they – they absolutely threw themselves into the mix there to to be the team that could potentially challenge the Chiefs in the AFC. Steve, thanks so much for the time today, man. Enjoy the games this week. We appreciate you helping us not to overreact too much to one week <laughs> in the NFL season. We'll talk with you again soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, guys. You got it. That's Steve Palazzolo, senior analyst over at Pro Football Focus. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at PFF underscore Steve, joining us here on 101 ESPN.